Hi, I'm Harry Littman, host of Talking Feds, a roundtable that brings together prominent figures from government law and journalism for a dynamic discussion of the most important topics of the day. Each Monday, I'm joined by a slate of Fed's favorites and new voices to break down the headlines and give the insider's view of what's going on in Washington and beyond. Plus, sidebars explaining important legal concepts read by your favorite celebrities. Find Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Mueller, She Wrote. The she in Mueller, She Wrote is no accident. Did you know we are 100% women-owned and operated? Every single person that helps make this podcast possible identifies as a woman. Our creative and web design, our engineer, our producer, our editors and digital media manager, our agent, our ad execs, our merchandising manager, and even the USPS clerk who helps us with shipping and our P.O. box. All women and all LGBTQ plus allies. We will continue to employ and partner with women as our podcast grows. But we could use your help. So please support women in podcasting by visiting MullerSheWrote.com and become a patron today. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello. Welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. We're doing a mini-series on the book, Russian Roulette, by Michael Isakoff and David Korn. This is an amazing book. I highly recommend you pick it up. Uh, I'm AG. I'm your anonymous host uh, because I know how to hatch act. That's my new thing. <laughs> With me always is Jordan Coburn. Hello. And we have Jaleesa Johnson. Hey, what's up? And uh, today we're going to discuss, uh, we'll just get right into it. Let's just get right into the book and see how see where we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So the introduction, uh, even everything in this book is, is just so well written. Mm-hmm. It's easy to read. Uh, and the information is is boundless and insane. So... So the introduction is a scene, it's a scene in the Oval Office where the Obama intelligence community is basically briefing Trump on Russian interference, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And they, then they all leave and Comey briefs him on the (laughs) P-tape, right? Awkward. So it's all the guys like Brennan and and Clapper and everybody. Mm -hmm. And and they're like, look, the Russians interfered in our elections. They meddled. They helped you. um, uh, We're going to go now. And then Comey briefs him on the P-tape. And Comey says, look, it's not been proven. Um, you're not under investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, but this could get out. And I wanted you to know about it. Yeah. Because I'm not a dick. Right. Now. Not he, holding it over your head or anything. Yeah, no <laughs> judgment. No judgment. All these. <laughs> I would totally be judged. Like, <laughs> I would like, try. I would, not I would even be holding the report like by a corner in between two <laughs> fingers. Like, um, this is Aww. for you. <laughs> Ew. So Comey leaves. And then Trump is pissed and he's like, this is bullshit. Like he's mm-hmm. yelling. He is incensed. He is angry as F. Uh, and he got really paranoid. He was he started immediately thinking everyone was out to get him. Everyone was out to undermine his authority as president. This was like his first act of low self-esteem in office. I oh, think. yeah. 
That's what they should be called. <laughs> acts, acts of, of low self-esteem. Self <laughs> a memoir. Airing of grievances and acts of low self-esteem. <laughs> he thought Comey was out to get him. Like, Comey was trying to help him and be yeah. his homie because Comey's a homie. Mm -hmm. But he thought he was out to get You guys are both out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he was like, damn, he's like, he's like, bullshit, they're out to get me. They're all out to undermine my authority. I'm the winner. Like, I can just see him, like, stomping around in a diaper. <laughs> like a. Anyway, he repeated, like, he'd won fair and square, you know. I won this fair and square. The Russians didn't help me. No, sir. You know, just, just, a, just a big giant butthole. So mm -hmm. that was kind of the introduction. It just sets up the scene for the whole book. Like, <laughs> giant butthole. Like, ben this is our president. And what's interesting is that in that little scene with Obama's intelligence community briefing Trump on Russia interference, the Comey thing, the P-tape, the Steele dossiers in there, Trump having no self-esteem, yelling bullshit, being paranoid – thinking Comey's out to get him, thinking everybody's out to undermine his authority and, 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 you know, screaming that he won fair and square, refusing to say that Russia helped him at all. That mm -hmm. is a really good kind of wrap up of everything. Yeah. Like a tiny little tip of an iceberg of just like this just the whole chaos. Sea of bubbling craziness underneath. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the rest of the book is. And it, it will go right into chapter one. So chapter one focuses on Trump's trip to Moscow for the Miss Universe pageant in 2013, okay? Mm -hmm. This was planned by the Alagarovs, Amin and his dad. He's like this, he's a singer, he's from Azerbaijan, he's, he's a shitty singer, <laughs> <laughs> and his dad is a terrible person. And uh, Goldstone, Goldstone, uh -huh. do you remember <laughs> yep. Jesse's song? Yeah. I don't think Girl. you were there that day. I don't think I yeah. was. I <laughs> wish I was. I wish Jesse was here. <laughs> yeah. It was such a good episode. Goldstone. <laughs> um, yeah, it just sounds like a Bond song. So mm -hmm. uh, this was all planned by, by uh, the Alagaroffs and Goldstone, okay? And Trump was in on it to get a tower built and meet rich dudes and be around rich Russians. And Goldstone and Alagarov were in it to get help for his dying career, pretty much. Because uh, Lady Gaga was the musical act for the previous Miss Universe pageant. Right, Whoa. which is weird because Putin is so anti-gay and she's very pro. She's super yeah. pro. Yeah. LGBTQ, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this pageant took place around the time when Russia was passing all of its anti-gay laws. Mm. So I think it was maybe Gaga got in, but Gaga got in before that. Yeah. <laughs> Gaga, Gaga, Gaga. <laughs> um, before that, like the whole, I mean, he was always anti-gay, but he just didn't, he didn't start passing the anti-gay laws until right around the time of this pageant. A few weeks before the pageant, in a quote, in the southern city of Volgograd, Volgograd, a gay man's naked body was found in a courtyard. His skull was smashed and his genitals scarred by beer bottles. Whoa. The atmosphere was ugly and brutal, unquote. Oh like, I'm God. almost crying right now. Like, yeah. That's absolutely horrible to think about. And apparently, I mean, that's, that's when Pussy Riot became a yeah. thing, right? Yeah, like they were big around that time. And that was just kind of the mood uh, over there. Um, even even during the pageant, the NBC logo, they made it in black and white, so it didn't seem gay. Jesus yeah, Christ. whoa. Isn't that crazy? And NBC yeah. went along with it. And is that kind of still how it is right now? I mean, this was 2013, mm, it so it's not that in, long ago. In Russia? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's he gets really, and we'll talk about this more as we do more of the in-depth book coverage, but the, he has like super, super orthodox Christian monks that advise him essentially on everything. Mm -hmm. and, and he's been noted to say still disparaging things about Obama, referring to him as the N-word. Like, wow. He's, he's not only, and I'm like, 
I don't think people realize he's not only a very corrupt politician, but mm-hmm. he's also just very bigoted racially and nationalist. Yes, yeah, yeah he's he's like an overall like super. Just because he trolls on the West, that yeah. doesn't mean he doesn't represent a lot of the really bad parts. He's kind of yeah. like the that devil. The West he's got a lot of, of devil like qualities. Like, is there anything really nice about Putin that we know? No, I mean he's uh, no. He wears nice suits. Yeah, <laughs> I guess when you're like he laundering nice. so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably get really, really nice suits. Yeah, he's an evil guy, and yeah. he's he's diabolical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the 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 anti-gay sentiment was so bad that both of the hosts quit. Everybody was calling for the Russia for the pageant to pull out of Moscow. Trump was losing his mind. Like, but I want to make friends with Moscow. <laughs> and uh, he so he's like, no. What do I do? What do I do? So the pageant was kind of saved when this openly gay reporter from NBC uh, said he would do the hosting job after the other two hosts quit. Wow. And he's like, I'm openly gay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, yay. And we're going. Yeah. And they got Mel B from the Spice Girls, too. Jeez. Which one was she? Super Scary Spice. Super relevant. Oh. Um, relevant <laughs> Spice is what she Relevant Spice. <laughs> what she so the day of the pageant, a Russian off, uh, offered Schiller... That's Keith Schiller. That's a bodyguard mm-hmm. uh, for Trump. Five women. And Schiller dismissed the offer. Mm. Trump stayed at the Ritz-Carlton in the presidential suite. And that's where the Obamas stayed uh, a couple years before. Right. Um, then after that, they dined at Nobu. Um, I like Nobu. Yeah. Uh, Nobu was going to be a judge at the pageant, apparently. Nobu was one of the founders of Nobu, obviously. He's the chef. And then De Niro is the other. Robert okay. De Niro. Uh, who hates Trump. Robert De Niro was a judge in the Miss Universe pageant? No, Nobu was. You talking oh. to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I heard. Okay. You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? Oh my God, you're adorable. <laughs> and then after Nobu, Trump went to the theater uh, where the pageant is held to do what he does at every pageant. There's a clause in every one of his contracts that says he can override the judges and dismiss any contestant <laughs> no. he doesn't like. There's a special room set up for him. Uh, his rider has white Tic Tacs, Diet Coke, Nutter Butters, Ooh. rolled, not folded, hand towels, uh, scent-free <laughs> soap, and the room must be immaculate. Mm. In the room, Trump watches the tapes of the pageant contestants, particularly gown and swimsuit. Uh. And he reviews. Okay. And he reviews. Those are the best parts. Oh yeah. Well, I, I guess. Yeah. I the guess, highlights. And, yeah. and he reviews the judges' decisions. And he would toss out finalists and replace them with women he preferred. Some pageant workers said if there were too many women of color, he would make changes saying they were too ethnic or too dark-skinned. Oh, Trump. He loved Eastern European women. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also known to toss women out that rejected his advances. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And okay. if you're black and you reject him, whew, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't come on to you if you were black. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's true. Let's not be outrageous. So He'd just get angry at you for yeah. being attracted to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be mad at you for finding you attractive. Oh my god, so true. That's he'd like Eamon Goth in in uh, Schindler's List when he's mad at the at the it is it is Jewish maid yeah. for being attractive, so yeah. he beats the shit out of her. Yeah, he yeah. hates himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, so, I've yeah. never seen Schindler's List. <gasps> I know. I was oh. looking in your eyes, like clear oh, your schedule. Seen it. Yeah, we have to have a night. Yeah, uh, we'll do a mini sode. <laughs> yeah, really Schindler's Where List. We just cry. How it ties into their. I know how it, what it's about how it how it ties into the Russian investigation. There you know. go. Yeah, uh, Trump wanted to meet Putin so badly. Uh, he asked if he was coming to the pageant like every five minutes. Aww. Please, please, please. He was almost seemed desperate. 
Uh, he tweeted earlier that maybe Putin and I will be best friends. I remember that, yeah. Um, he waited for Putin's assistant to call, like, like the whole like just did he did he call did he call did he call it was just really really pathetic, pathetic. and people remember that clearly like where's putin i want to meet putin mm-hmm. it reminds me of that carmen song like i've been waiting all day for you to call me baby <laughs> <laughs> don't get up don't yeah. get up he would never divorce putin you know yeah that's tonight. his true love oh yeah yeah i think so no, i'm sorry oh, yeah. for singing i apologize no <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah i love it baby yeah that's a good old 2010s reference oh yeah. is that that old see i think that's like brand oh no, no, no. To me. 2010s as in the what we're in currently oh, recent. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I, yeah i wanted to keep it you know current for oh no yeah that was I very current that. yeah it counterbalances that a spice girl was yeah. in the pageant you know <laughs> yeah it almost threw me off because it was so current. <laughs> <laughs> you're like who are you even <laughs> i don't even know you I'm like carmen carmen i'm thinking of like old like casablanca like films <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, you guys, on to chapter two. Mm-hmm. This is called Pissing Off Putin, which apparently <laughs> is very easy to do. So this chapter opens uh, with the poisoning death of Litvinenko. He's a former Russian spy. He was talked into tea with two former Russian intelligence officers in the UK. This was in November of 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, Litvinenko, as he was dying, he said, quote, you may succeed in silencing one man, but the howl of protest will ring in your ears, Mr. Putin, for the rest of your life. May God forgive you for what you've done, not only to me, but to beloved Russia, unquote. It's crazy. It's oh pretty heavy. Um, a British doctor figured out it was polonium-210, and that's a substance pretty much wholly controlled by the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotland Yard investigated, and they put a man named Christopher Steele on the case because <laughs> he's the Russia expert from MI6. And so, as we all know, Christopher Steele um, would come in handy. Uh, oh, yeah. In mm-hmm. many cases. Steele put it at about 80 to 90 percent that the poisoning was ordered by Putin or uh, Patrochev. Mm. Patrochev is the head of the FSB at the time. He's not anymore, but he was back then. Steele's allegations uh, were later corroborated by an official British government inquiry. So he was correct. Yeah. Um, The CIA in the U.S. was given Steele's report, and they seemed like, "Uh, your problem, not ours. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Not realizing we would soon be under attack by Putin ourselves, and Christopher Steele would be there to help us. (laughs) So, interesting. Um, Now, we'll shift gears in in Chapter 2 and talk about the Russian reset. This starts to talk about uh, kind of what Obama's role was in in, uh, diplomacy with Russia at the time. Right. Um, McFaul um, was Obama's point man on the reset, and he was discouraged by Kasparov. That's the chess champion. He's a chess guy. Wow. (laughs) He's he's a a kind of a anti-Putin opposition guy over in Russia, friend of McFaul's, um, chess gem, chess master. Hmm. Um, and he, everyone, including Kasparov, kind of warned McCall or McFall, like, don't do this. You can't work with uh, Putin. I know Medvedev is the president, but Putin still runs things. Mm-hmm. And he's old school. He's Soviet. He's Cold War. Um, he's, he's from the KGB. Mm-hmm. Um, Kasparov said it would end badly uh, and warned McFall, don't, don't do it. And it turns out he was right. But yeah. uh, he didn't know at the time. Bush had tried the same thing and failed. But Obama wanted to go ahead with it. And Hillary Clinton was in charge of it. She's Secretary of State. That's right. So she ended up meeting with Lavrov. That's her counterpart in Russia in 2009. 
and she gave him a present and this was so dumb it was a wrapped green box and he opened it up and it was a reset button right it was just like a, <laughs> like, a like a you know the easy button from office yeah. depot or staples or whatever but it, it said reset on it in russian but it was incorrect the translation was wrong it actually said overcharged that's hilarious <laughs> Womp womp! Oh, like what amazing. a dumb! Like who thought of that? That's yeah. that was classic like classic Hillary trying to connect to the youth. That's Grandma <laughs> Hillary and her crafting. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'll yeah. make a button. You know, she thinks she's so clever. No, she's very yeah. clever, but not in that moment. Needlepoint would have been better. HRC. It is. Yeah, I also don't like the. <laughs> that was idea. a joke, by the way, about people who used to tell Hillary she should get a a, a hobby in needlepoint. That yeah, really, really pissed me off. Yeah, she should stab him in the face with that needle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so that that dumb that was a dumb present. <laughs> it um, is working in metaphors is not uh, very respectable. <laughs> well, if it, if she just wrote it re- in the right way, if it said reset in Russian, it would have been a cool joke, right? Mm, still, still pretty lame. stupid. Yeah. Oh, well, I like buttons. I got you. Oh, you like buttons? Yeah, and pop up cards too. Do you like those? I love pop up. <laughs> I like pop up cards. Yeah. I just don't yeah, like those the ones are pretty that fascinating. Sing at you. I don't like. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So Lavrov doesn't like women either. He think he doesn't think women are equals. Oh. Um, but they hammered out an agreement. They're not. We're better. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Snap. Spicy. Spice girls. <laughs> uh, Mel B. Hosting the Miss Pat. Okay. Um, they hammered out an agreement. Um, Obama and Medvedev signed a deal that would allow the U.S. to fly over Russian spa- airspace to deliver stuff to our troops in Afghanistan. They never let us do that before. Nice. Wee. Thanks, Yay. Obama. <clears throat> yeah. What a deal. Uh, I hate to give Obama a hard time, but he was like really pushing hard to make the tiniest little deals and, and really trying to be over diplomatic with Russia. And yeah. It, it just would end up biting us in the ass. He had a lot to prove. He really did. Uh, he he did try very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, La- uh, Lavrov kept asking Hillary to give a guy named Deripaska a visa. Like, give my buddy a visa. Huh. And apparently he asked, like, all the time. Like, more than Trump asked where Putin was at the pageant. Um, Deripaska was an aluminum magnate at the time. And Hillary never acted on it. Huh. So, never happened. Um Let's see. Medvedev and Obama also signed an agreement to shrink nu- nuclear arsenals, which is a pretty significant thing. So they they did I think by sixteen hundred a piece like we we got rid of some old bombs wow uh, shrunk our nuclear arsenals um, but then uh oh the U S intelligence community was monitor- monitoring ten Russia sleeper agents <laughs> and the FBI nabbed them in twenty ten whoa and we did a spy swap that was a spy sp- a spy swap was arranged um, that's what the show The Americans is based on oh, oh cool. snap by the way I've never seen it but I want to spy for a spy kind of thing uh, th- this particular spy swap in twenty ten okay, wow and that like everyone the FBI was like shit what do we do we're trying to get good Russian relations with Medvedev but we just found these sleeper agents who've been here. For for a decade and we need to roll them now because yeah. one of them's about to leave. Whoa. What do we do? And he's like, we can't afford to lose them. You got to roll them. So they did. They rolled them all up. Damn. Uh, and that kind of effed up the, you know, that little soured the Russian relations a little bit, but we ended yeah. up doing the spy swap. Do what so. you got to do. Yeah. Later that year, Bill Clinton would have a speaking engagement in Russia, even though his wife was Secretary of State. That's a little iffy. Uh, conflict of interest, <clears throat> yeah. You think so? Yeah. One speech was for Renaissance Capital, uh, which at the time was promoting a stock offer from Uranium One, hmm. a company that controlled about 20% of uranium production in the United States. That's right. Yep. Uh, Rosatem, 
a Russian nuclear agency, was in a process of purchasing a controlling interest in Uranium One, pending approval from a U.S. government agency that Hillary sat on, <laughs> along with eight other senior U.S. officials. So that's that's where the whole Uranium One thing right. comes from. Mm-hmm. There that was criticism. Yeah. Now, there was zero evidence that Hillary was involved in the deal at all. But Bill's trip to Moscow raised eyebrows about the power couple. Yeah, and that's they, fair. I can see that. They were just really unaware sometimes of their conflicts of interest. Um, for example, the company chair of Uranium One donated $2.35 million to the Clinton Foundation. Right. Like, can, that, I, can I point out that even though these are connections that I think are like valid, that there are so many more connections with the Trump administration? It's like, yes, Hillary, likely something shady, even if it was just like greed, something went down here. Yeah. And that's true. But also Trump has like 10 times as many occasions like with the Russians that, you know, are just as shady. So I agree. Uranium one. There's an argument there, but it's like your whole like let's prioritize our issues. here. <laughs> Man, I don't I'm not a big person. I'm not a big one for like what about ism, which mm-hmm. is kind of when you say like I want to talk right. about this issue and you go, yeah, but what about these yeah, people? Right, right. from what you were actually talking exactly, about. Exactly, yeah. So I don't I don't I yes, I mean, obviously the the Trump administration has has its issues. I don't think that that makes this uranium one deal okay. Right. But or, she didn't win. Well, She's not the president. It's not more pressing well, of an issue. It is an issue. Uh well, it's not because nothing was done improperly, but the appearance was really bad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, it was not good appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Bill giving the speech, and then the the chair giving them two point three five million dollars to their suspicious. foundation. Yeah, it looks really really shady. And yeah. and I think it should be discussed uh, by itself and not compared to other Mm -hmm. (laughs) a-holes that do worse. If we can just separate the two. Yeah, Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Exactly. And that way we, you know, we have, uh, we can argue on the merits of how it stands by itself mutually exclusive from any other event. Mm -hmm. And just looking at this as, as itself, there's no evidence she was involved in the deal, but it just looked bad. It was just, it was just bad. Yeah. So the deal was, on the up and up, mm-hmm. uh, but it looked bad. And the fact that it's uranium freaked everybody out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This isn't weapons-grade uranium, you guys. They can't make bombs with it. Okay. Uh, and so all these right-wingers are saying, you gave a bunch of uranium to, to Russia. <laughs> like, it just sounds like bad. They're You're gonna... right, the optics and all that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't, this is your. This is U-235, U-238. It's, mm-hmm. it's, for, it's for reactors. That's all it can be used for. It can't be weaponized. Exactly. Uh, it's already enriched. It's, it's, Shut up! It's, it's like crazy it, it would be Trump- like it would be like if she if she helped broker a deal for oil or something. Right? It's not any. I think Trump gets away with so much more. Oh yeah. Clearly, and is it misogyny? Is it you know whatever? I, Russia. I just think it's sad. Like whatever she did, I think yeah she should be investigated for any wrongdoings. But Trump clearly gets away. Like the status yeah, quo is a double standard. Yeah. But I don't want to. Yeah, you're right. But I don't want. We don't want to belittle the fact that she could have done some shady shit. You're I right. don't want to get into what I don't want to go. What about this? Oh, you're right. Yeah, because just when, separate them. Yeah. When I try to talk about Trump, mm-hmm. right wingers always say, "But what about Hillary?" Yeah, I don't. Like, can I don't we compartmentalize wanna... them? Just address them as separate cases. Right. So yeah. when I talk about Hillary, I don't want people to go, "What about Trump?" Exactly. Right? It's kind of like let's 
let's meritly argue these things. You're right. right. Yeah, that's the unfair assumption that people make is the ones that are going to go against Trump are going to be doing it because they're also in the same camp that's like, Hillary's the best and never has done anything <laughs> right. wrong. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, I know me personally, and I know you as well, and I'm not actually so sure about you because like we haven't talked about it, but yeah. well, I was going to say, I was a huge Bernie person that, oh. was, that was very open to criticisms of the Clintons mm-hmm. and their management yeah. of funds the and whatever. And all but that. that's not what we're talking about. You're right. You have so, a lot of so it doesn't matter exactly. it doesn't matter at all no and and if we were having a conversation about who would have been an outstanding president between hillary clinton and donald trump the right. answer is obvious obvious yeah. yes yes she had a billion years of experience she'd of been course. secretary of state she talked to putin on many occasions even Absolutely. if you just talk about russia she visited 186 countries yes right. uh and she's an outstanding brilliant woman yeah um and you know it's okay to support someone and also criticize them absolutely you should you should I always criticize obama question. and i have yeah. an obama tattoo on <laughs> yeah. My yeah it's so real yeah it happens yeah it mm-hmm. happens um so yeah i think we've got like an independent we've got a we got a progressive and we got a, a dem you know here yeah. on the panel so it's it's just interesting that i i just want to be able to talk about these incidents mutually exclusively from bringing up anyone else as a comparison because what anyone else does doesn't make what we're talking about good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good point. It's, it is what it is on its own merit, uh, and we we could judge it solely based on what's legal and what's not legal, what's morally uh, corrupt and what's not morally corrupt. Absolutely. Uh, yes, Trump sucks. <laughs> I think we can all agree with that. Definitely. But uh, yeah, so there. So anyway, no evidence. HRC was involved in the deal. She didn't have anything to do with it. There were six other agencies, five other agencies that approved this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing weird or illegal about it. It was just weird that Bill was talking in Russia, and yeah. it was weird that the chair of this company donated to the Clinton Foundation. Exactly. To make it look like they were like trying to give her money to get her to make the deal right. go through. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have anything to do with the deal. And if she did, I'm sure they've investigated it or they are investigating it. Mueller Mm -hmm. is probably looking into it because it probably arose in this. And if if somebody, if anybody's going to find out the truth, it's going to be him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's just got bigger fish right now. And if it turns out that somebody did something wrong he's gonna find out he'll find out yeah and mm-hmm. and he's I, not hillary's homeboy you know he's justice's <laughs> homeboy hell yeah <laughs> i love you that's so funny he's justice's homeboy <laughs> but yeah he's not limited to just looking into trump he can look at anything that arises and that might be part of it mm-hmm. um and and i would feel like he is investigating this because it's part of this story it would it would have come up in the Russia investigation, right? Uh, and if he doesn't indict anybody in the Uranium One deal, that means There's nobody did there. anything criminally wrong. Exactly. Um, the nabbing of the ten Russian spies, though, by the FBI, added to the U.S. helping topple Putin's dictator buddies around the Arab Spring was happening, right? Oh yeah. And so we were helping topple all those assholes, and that really <laughs> pissed Putin off. So yeah. that was pretty much the end of the reset. Putin would return to power the following year, boosted up by Boris Yeltsin. Medvedev mm-hmm. would be gone, and we would kind of be back to square one. And that's kind of what led to where we are now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's afraid he'd be next. Yeah. Yeah. So that's chapter two. Very nice. I love this. Great book. Isn't yeah. it so good? Yeah. 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 Thank and you, you. And we're kind of skimming a little along the top. You you probably want to read this book. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many just amazing details. Lots of quotes. The, yeah. The stories are incredible that are in the, that are some of the anecdotes are like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, whoa. 
<laughs> it's a Maya song Another from hip, like 2003 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm trying to get more current I like that. Yeah. with my references. <laughs> we got to watch more, um, what would it be, like Nick at Night or something? Like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> when I was a kid, Nick at Night was like Mr. Ed and Father Knows Best and Leave what It to Beaver. Is that? Oh, yeah, yeah I know okay. Leave It to Beaver. We'll have a marathon one day. We'll all catch up on everything. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, on, on every pop culture thing ever. Every single. <laughs> the last I love the. 70s years. might be nice. I, yeah, I, I, I think the 80s are probably better. Okay, VH1s. I love, I the love 80s. those CNN we'll docs. The, yeah. The, oh, the they are good. CNN the decades docs. Yeah. Those are good. They're really informative. Yeah. Usually CNN's a little weird, but those are good. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the 30 for 30 yes. on ESPN are so good. Yeah, Ooh. so good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll nice. do a sports cast later. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one on like the Chilean corruption when they were filling the sands of the soccer the soccer stadiums with political prisoners. <gasps> yes. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Freaking yeah. insane. Yeah. History, humanity, yeah, it's insane. Mm. Yeah, it never ceased to. No one's ever going to stop being a horrible person, right? It's, right. it's so shitty. But for every horrible to... person, there's probably a Mueller. Well, what what sucks is that is that I like don't know any of these horrible people. But You're they, right. But they're somehow everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're in a bubble. I think. I guess so. California, a bubble of just normal people living their lives. I run into like stupid people a lot. Up. Oh, okay. I do. Don't I try to avoid them. People? I swerve. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. dodge them. Like, I guess well, if they had the resources, that's the only thing that separates them, maybe, from these people <laughs> exactly. that we're talking about. Maybe. Maybe. All right. We're going to move on to chapter three. Are we here because Clinton texted us? Mm. Is the name of the chapter. So, Putin won the election, but he totally cheated. <laughs> they were stuffing ballot boxes. People got videos of it. Opponents were jailed. Um, Hillary Rodden, Hillary, I'll just call her HRC, mm-hmm. questioned the legitimacy of Putin, okay? Right. Tens of thousands of protesters took to the streets in Russia, and thus began the grudge Putin would have against Hillary pretty much yes. up until for the rest of her life. Um, it may be why she's never won the presidency. Exactly. Uh, she couldn't beat Obama in 08. I'm going to give her that. But it's, it's probably why she's not president today. Yeah. What if we found out that Putin helped Obama? Would that change everything? <laughs> no, actually, but the Chinese did hack into the Obama-McCain oh. uh, 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 campaign. Okay. But they didn't do anything. They didn't weaponize they it. They just they kind of like watched. It. They just yeah. wanted to see if they could do it. I got think. it, got oh. it. Just like a ha-ha, we did it. Yeah. yeah. And we were supposed to go, ooh, China, you scare me. Ooh, China. <laughs> During our 2012 elections, Romney would say that Russia was the number one foreign policy issue of our time. Mm -hmm. And Obama would mock him for saying it. Right? He was like, you should have. It's Al-Qaeda, you dummy. I mean, they're both pretty. And he won that exchange because he was like, what is this? The 60s, old man? Wake up. Right. Come on, kids. It's Al-Qaeda. That's what we thought. Yeah, we thought Russia was over. Yeah, Romney was was right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he had good old Joseph Smith whispering in his ear, just telling him all the the truths of the (laughs) world. I still got to see um, what Book is, of Mormon. Yeah, I still yeah, have to see it's that. It's so good. <laughs> I need to see that and I need to see Hamilton. But Same. I, I've never mm-hmm. seen Hamilton. I don't have 900 spare dollars. Right? Fair enough. It's so expensive. Yeah. Maybe we need a like a GoFundMe or something. Ooh, Ooh. Just for Hamilton. Yeah. Send us to Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. uh, just email. Just Venmo <laughs> yeah. us. It's fine. No direct relation to the podcast. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, just because you're nice. You know, everybody, <laughs> just give the girls a vacation. Nice. <laughs> All right. So shortly thereafter... Uh, the Magnitsky Act was passed. Uh, McFaul and Obama wow. were wary of it because it could strain Russian relations. Like Obama was like, I don't know if I want to sign the Magnitsky Whoa. Act. The fucking Magnitsky Act That's that passed crazy. 98 to 2. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think the only person who voted against it was Bernie Sanders. 
because he said it wasn't harsh I was gonna enough. Say it wasn't enough. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's oh, how Bernie, Bernie Sanders always votes no because yep. it's not enough. It doesn't go far yeah. enough. I love yeah. that man. He's Me hilarious. <laughs> um, so the Magnitsky Act was passed. McFall uh, and Obama were like, I don't know if I want that. And then McFall later admitted he was wrong and we needed the Magnitsky Act. Yeah. Uh, in response, Russia barred the U.S. from adopting Russian children and Putin began harassing our diplomats and employees at the Russian embassy. He'd have them followed. He'd have them tailed. One of them oh. had his dog poisoned. Wow. One found his bird dead in his house. <gasps> They would smear shit all over the inside of their apartments. Jesus. Uh, McFall was framed because they basically mobbed him. Um, and then when he lashed out, the Russians got it on video and blasted it out on Russian media. No way. Going, look at this terrible, evil American. Oh, my God. McFall asked Obama several times to protect them at the embassy, but he didn't do anything. Um, he told Kerry, the new Secretary of State, that Hillary was right and they were wrong and the reset was a bad idea. Oh. And we need to stop. Yeah. He's, it's not going to work, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in, in 2013, the head of the GRU, Ger, uh, Gerasimov, uh, mm-hmm. he was the head of the GRU, he put out a Russian memo saying, this is our new style of warfare. It's cyber warfare. Uh, and they had gotten really good at it over, their, over the years. And this was their new arsenal. Yeah. And, and he put out this memo that's saying, this is how we do war now. Mm-hmm. It's not nuclear bombs anymore. It's this. Yeah. We didn't want to believe it because we spent so much time investing in the nuclear war that we thought that that would be the next thing. And now we're like, oh, this is already 9-11. We're already attacked. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. All right, guys. Time for chapter four. Uh, this is called You Don't Know Me, But I'm Working for a Troll Farm. <laughs> and it just reminds me of that song, Working on... Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Coal Mine, is that what it is? That's a really old song. That's like Beyond Me, even. Yeah. yeah. I was going Tina Turner. I thought that's what... That's oh, Rolling on the River? Good yeah. job in the city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Working stupid Ike. Russian fascist every <laughs> We need to do this parody. Yeah. I don't know if we should at all. Uh, but Jordan, you 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 got uh, some really good info in chapter four, so I, I'd love it if you went over it for us. Yeah, this is a really great chapter. I really enjoyed reading this. It opens up talking about the scene of Vladimir Putin sitting there at the Miss Universe, or I'm sorry, the Sochi Winter Olympics, February 23rd, 2014, which... For those of you that are history buffs. With a pouty face. Yes, with mm-hmm. a pouty face. Uh, he was poutied face because he, the previous day, so every, okay, I would imagine our, our listeners are vaguely familiar with uh, Ukraine and Crimea and in that whole situation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Trump, or, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> misspoke there. Putin was uh, hoping that the Russia, the pro-Russia forces were going to take Ukraine and um, the day before this day that he was sitting all poutied faced, that is not what happened. Uh, Yanukovych abruptly fled Kiev on February 22nd, and then the opposition is took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Putin saw this essentially as the United States mounting a coup to overthrow his ally and impose an anti-Putin government on Russia's border. And now everyone was looking at him on this date thinking, how is he going to respond? And this chapter more or less goes through him responding in the form of international cyber warfare on not only the United States, but multiple countries. Yes. The Mm -hmm. EU, NATO... He wants to uh, break them us. all up. Yeah, the, we- the Western unit, the Western world, basically. Because Russia's pretty big, right? Like on a map, it's, it's huge. huge. Yeah, it's weird that oh, he's yeah. not in power. They have like a Canada inside of themselves, but yeah, they have like, like half as many people as we do. True, but it used to be because it's guess, cold and shitty. There. So yeah, cold and yeah, just though, desolate, right? completely desolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
That's good for prisoning. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. Yeah, they were just. I'm surprised. Can't Canadians are so nice. That's the only reason they're not operating gulags. Right. They have they have total gulag terrain. Oh, they so. must. Yeah, they are oh, very definitely. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. very nice to the Canadians, eh? But uh, so. There's a really interesting, it's not interesting, it's pretty much the position that Putin has taken over the decades, but Putin is basically just tired of the West humiliating him, quote unquote, so he keeps seeing all of our actions as things that we're doing. He says spreading democracy is the equivalent of shitting on Russia and mm-hmm. specifically Putin. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Right? And Shitting on somebody named Putin is <laughs> hilarious to me. Oh, Your name Putin. is Putin. Oh. It's like it's like that baseball player named Pooh Holes. Yeah. <laughs> like every time somebody said Pooh Holes, I was just like, nah. Yeah. Pooh Holes. I had to laugh at it. Or yeah. when I was in the Navy and I was on duty, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Twelve in my head. He's anyway, a shithole president. Yeah, he really is. Continue with the Putin. Yes, joke. Putin. He's probably a Putin. I wonder if he's Ooh, he's popular in Canadian, Canada. Eh? No, <laughs> Putin. Don't even. Putin. <laughs> Poutine's weird. It is. You don't like poutine? I don't. Oh my god, huge is fan. Is it the gravy? Mm. Gravy, cheese curds, fries. It's the cheese curds. Oh, yeah, oh, they're no. squeaky. Yeah, if it was just cheese. Yeah, okay. melted. Yeah, take, take these curds away. <laughs> take <it>. these curds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Please continue with the Russia book. Yes, yeah, unrelated to diplomacy in the Middle East. Um, so we got. Basically, the situation now that is set up, and and this is the this is the origin story of Putin's wrath against mm-hmm. the West in recent years. Obviously, the Cold War was the foundation of that, uh, <laughs> but but basically, at this point, we just get some good insights in this chapter on where exactly. Uh, Putin's head was at and how the intelligence exchange between Russia and the U.S. transpired. So there was a saint-like official in moscow in the moscow assembly that was reporting back to the an american official and essentially giving them insider info into all of these plans that russia had to try to destabilize the west right and those correspondences are laid out in this book over and over again and that alone is a great reason to get this book it is Mm -hmm. so interesting it really is yeah it is it is amazing so for example they passed along the information that putin's regime was crafting plans to expand its influence throughout Ukraine. That report came directly from this source. That's one of the things that this source was reporting. So huge things. This person was an invaluable source. Oh, you're talking about the source inside the Kremlin, right? That doesn't work. That's not a... Yeah, they're not contracting. He's just in there and he's just telling us everything. He sent those emails back, right? They sent the emails back and they were like, that's cool. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. he's, He's giving... They talk about just how invaluable all of his information was. and Yeah, but they didn't treat it as such at the no, time. No, no. They were just like, thanks, because they were interested in something, but not the other thing, right? They <clears throat> they were like... Um, yeah, I have... I, I think, basically, they were more... They were more interested in the details that related to Ukraine specifically. It was the Crimea and annexation. Exactly. Yeah, and, and they were like, thanks for this. This is great. But yes. they weren't listening to the cyber warfare part of it at right. all. Right, exactly. They kind of ignored it. That was, this is, there are several points in this book so far that I, I mean, I'm, I'm only about halfway through it, but where we miss a warning 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. The 2013 thing put out by the GRU guy where he said, we're going to do this. Right. We ignored it. This this thing where we sent all these emails back from this this source inside the Kremlin saying this is what you're what we're doing with cyber. Yeah. War. And we're like, eh. the Podesta email. We that, keep yeah. doing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we just kept ignoring this and yeah now it's because we didn't want to believe it no one wanted to believe it well we didn't think it was that we didn't think right. we're gonna be that good at it i don't know right i think it's also just taking the next step further in the logical reasoning of okay let's say that we do not condone how he handled crimea and essentially that was the first act of cross-european land seizure since mm -hmm. world war ii right so that's huge that he did that obviously that's very troubling obviously the u.s is going to have a sanctioned response to that mm -hmm. and then they're going to have a counter response mm -hmm. but that counter response is looking like it's turning out to be this very coordinated international cyber warfare attack yeah. that we just didn't want to pay mind to at the time we yeah. were more concerned about the Building information that right and then like we talked about too um I don't remember if it was in another minisode or the main episode, but basically just Obama had bigger fish to fry during that time. He wanted to keep those ties with Russia so they could get to some sort of, he could have an ally in Syria, right. Iran, and other projects that were more important to him, I guess, than yeah. trying to get to the root of this of this cyber warfare. It's literally warfare as mm -hmm. we go on to find out. So, Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, we needed Russia to fight ISIS. We needed them to help with Syria and we needed them to help restrain Iran's nuclear program. Yes. And and we were getting that help and it was going pretty good and Obama didn't want to lose that. We yeah. we needed them as the, as an ally for that. Yep. Uh I wouldn't say an ally. That's kind of going a little bit too far, but right. a support in the region mm -hmm. um, right. Some... for those things. And uh, and he wasn't going to give that up. Yep. He felt it was more important. Mm -hmm. And then fun fact. So in early in early 2014, as the Ukrainian crisis was in the heat of it, Trump, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. had been enthusiastically pursuing their deal with the Agalarovs mm. to develop a Trump Tower in Moscow. Mm -hmm. So this is when we start to see their efforts come and transpire during all of this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And Trump wouldn't. Uh, say anything bad about Moscow. Yeah. So he blamed Obama. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah, he, Obama's sanctions were making it impossible for him to get his tower. Yes. So he he was blaming Obama for everything. Obama he just like over and over again saying Putin was a great leader, better than Obama, all that shit. You remember that shit? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the deal essentially winds up dying, the first one. And then a year after Putin's invasion in Ukraine, Truton and Eamon and Goldstone uh, were guests to his office in Trump Tower. Yep. And so then we just fast forward to the actual, what the title of this chapter suggests. You don't know me, but I'm working on a troll farm. This that is, is a so quote. crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is a quote from a woman named... Levudmila Savchuk. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. I would bet money. Her, not. Name, her name is pronounced Sobchek. Sobchek? Sobchek. Sobchek. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. The, the <clears throat> audiobook comes in handy for, for oh, yeah. pronouncing mm -hmm. names. I learned how to pronounce Rebolovlev's name. Nice. The guy who bought Russian the, the Robocop. <laughs> yeah, the one that we're like, I was like Ribo, <laughs> Riboflavin. Yeah. I, was I like, like that. Rebolovlev. Yeah. Nice. That is that is very Rebolovlev. Yeah, so They're I learned a lot. Names. I learned a lot. They really are. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful language. Yeah, it really is. It's a shame that such <laughs> crappy people are yeah. running the country. Yeah. Yeah. The people are probably great. It's just the dude at the top. Yeah, that's yeah. The, very specifically Much like the United Trump. States. Right. Yeah. 
The weird thing about Russia too is that, like, in their parliament, they have they have a group of people that are considered to be moderates, not even people that are anti-Putin, because you can't have those people. He won't allow He'll it. Kill and him. then you have He'll arrest you. Yeah, and then you have the people that are just completely no, fuck the West, fuck the U.S. This is all mm-hmm. a lie. Wow. We don't have there. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, so this woman Sabchuk, you said Sabchuk, 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 Sabchuk. So she reached out to a local. She's working in a Russian troll farm in Russia. Mm-hmm. In St. Petersburg, yeah. Mm-hmm. In St. Petersburg. And she starts thinking, you know, the assignments that I have to do are starting to become increasingly fishy and sinister. <laughs> so she reaches out to a local investigative journalist. Nensov. Yes. And the best part wait, about wait, this. Wait, wait, no. I have Andrei Shoznikov. Oh, different guy. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Uh, the, what's what was really funny about this audiobook is that they use accents. Mm-hmm. The guy who's reading it, he he'll be like, "Around this time, a woman working in Saint Petersburg called a Russian journalist and said, "You don't know me, but I work in a troll farm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. I want to destroy this place." Oh. Yes, and he they use accents. I like that. that. It's the same guy reading it, but he like does these accents in a lady Russian voice. Yes. <laughs> impressive he does ladies and men and everything like do not talk, talk to me it's so oh they my got God, the right guy for the job they yeah. did it's great that is really fun yeah, well she made that call though man she does so and and she sort of starts describing what the conditions of this work is so she says that they're all in there there's hundreds of russians that are cooped up working they have to do 12 hour shifts and they were measured their work was measured by how many posts they filed how many comments, likes, and shares their items receive. So these are essentially internet marketers that are incentive-based, just trying to get as much influence and reach as they can. Hundreds of Russians. Yes. Hundreds of them. Literally working. And I ran into them yesterday. <laughs> I ran into some of them yesterday on, That's right. on Twitter. Oh. I had not had any interactions with any Russian trolls before, uh, and I had some. Uh, they were out after the McCabe When news. I tweeted that McCabe was a hero, yeah, mm-hmm. the hashtag McCabe or hashtag McCabe fired, they were all over it because mm-hmm. I got, I never gotten these kind of responses before. They mm-hmm. all have around 100 followers. They all usually have uh, some bright, happy American photo yeah, or a dog. Yes. Huh. An American flag emoji. American flag in their name uh is a is a hint if they use emojis and memes and gifs a lot mm-hmm. that's them because they don't speak english well they don't and you can tell when they try and 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 i just got so many like you don't know you talk stupid ha, wow. ha, ha. and i'm like oh my god you mm-hmm. are a russian troll get out of there we feel i feel oh, they so gotta bad. make that money they're making their nine just to five defect come out and be a ballerina or whatever you do <laughs> Follow your dreams. You didn't yeah. dream of being a Russian troll when Holy you grew shit. up. Come on, man. And it's it's kind of scary when I think that it's these very are scary. That these are like people in cold gray buildings in St. Petersburg, like trying to trick me. And if they don't get me to like or talk back to them, they'll you know they don't get paid or yeah. they get in trouble. Yeah. Worse. I mean, worse things could happen. It's a factory. Yeah. Talk about what happens to the journalist. Yeah. So uh, let me jump to that they, she met with him she gave him a bunch of her videos and notes and told him everything right like they had yeah, coffee or whatever a yeah times. yeah so she says on on top of the fact that the messages she was being told to 
you know, essentially get out there uh, were those of promoting Putin, ridiculing Russian opposition leaders, deriding the EU, insulting Barack Obama with racist imagery, by the way. Right, like the mm. monkey pictures yes, of Barack exactly. and Michelle came and from bananas. a Russian troll farm. Yeah. Monkeys are cute. That's the so banana ones. So just an example of one of the things before we get to the gunned, the gunned down person. Um, one of the projects that she said she had to work on, for example, was creating this character called Cantadora, mm. who was a, oh yeah yeah who was a fortune teller who offered readers advice on ghosts, recipes, personal relationships, and feng shui. And yeah, <laughs> that's right. She w- she worked in the special projects exactly, division. and that's what they would do in the special. And you projects know what this reminded me of? Of all these trolls like getting pictures of Americans and pretending to be Americans and coming on and telling us that we needed that. This is catfish. Yeah. Oh, we were, yeah. We're catfished like, on a national as a country. Oh yeah. 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 That's we, that's we, real embarrassing. You need to, yeah. Can we be on the show catfish? <laughs> and like where we have to like awkwardly meet the Russians. I was just gonna say you need to pitch this sketch to SNL before they do they did the bachelor. Yeah, they're, they're just gonna, wearing yeah. like flip flops with socks. And just <laughs> Dude, SNL catfish with the yes. Russians. Uh, we'll write the farm. script, we'll email it to Melissa yeah. Senior. Yeah. <laughs> I did shows with her. I believe it. She she, she was really funny. So anyway, yeah, she was special projects. Yeah. Fortune teller. Yeah. And so with this like fortune teller, for example, then, you know, they'd establish this base of people that just like this character. And then the character would push out things saying that it's divine law that Putin is going to rule and and, and start pushing. Yeah, she would fortune tell that Putin is going to be amazing and he's incredible. And but like in between mixed in with posts, like you said of like recipes and yeah like she'd be like here's how i make my chicken kiev <laughs> and i see putin is is the magical man of the universe yes yeah. it's insane yeah nice. yeah my love for putin is a secret ingredient <laughs> but <laughs> next That's on good. iron chef yeah yeah but but so all of that shit happens she's iron going through all of this chef. stuff i'm sorry <laughs> That, that is good. So that is very good. Dad jokes. Iron curtain <laughs> Cooking with Putin. No, it's a near rhyme. It's yeah, not quite. It is. <laughs> Cooking um, with Putin. No, I like Iron Curtain Chef. That's good. That's good. I like it too. Um, so, so the final straw, though, for this woman who is tipping off U.S. intelligence uh, about these Russian troll farms, she says the final straw came after opposition leader Boriv Nemstov, Nem Nemstov. God damn. <laughs> Nimtsev was gunned down and murdered crossing a bridge one block from the Kremlin. Yeah, in this is the guy I was talking about, Nensov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's pronounced Nensov. Nensov. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was gunned down a block away from the Kremlin. He was. And the suspicion was widespread among Russian dissidents and in the West that Putin was behind this assassination, mm-hmm. obviously. And she says it, that assassination she had to lie about it was the moment she realized yeah that they could kill anyone and they could kill all of us yeah that's so terrifying yeah that's why whenever i get a troll now i'm like get out of there man yeah yeah we gotta shut it down quickly yeah this week was like intense for me sort of because up until this point it's been uh it's just been like yeah we've been reporting on this but now it's there's it is like it continues to be more and more sinister yeah and It's, it's scary it's fucking scary it's really scary uh, uh, we do have a horrible, awful president, but we don't have Putin. We do not. We, yeah. He's trying to be Putin. Yeah. He wants to be but president we have, for life. We have a judicial and we have a Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, whew, yeah. for now. Oh, very, yeah. very scary. Come on, Mueller. Yeah, and they use those tactics during the Cold War, too, like we talked about a little bit. Uh, this is not like it's new. It's just more a coordinated effort that they're yeah. putting more money into. Yeah, desinformatia. It's an old Cold War tactic called active measures, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And Russia has re- give it, give, like it's been reborn a makeover. on the internet. But they mm-hmm. use it a lot, like we talked about in the main episode. They would have to call journalists. Uh, and they would spread lies like CIA assassinated JFK. Mm-hmm. They assassinated Martin Luther King. Right. They engineered Jonestown Massacre, uh, which reminds me of my favorite dad joke. Why are there no jokes about the Jonestown Massacre? Why? Because the punchlines are too long. <laughs> wait, what? Well, they had to wait in line to drink Kool-Aid to die. Oh, that's oh, right. I forgot what that massacre God. was. Yeah. That was like the 900 the people. That, yeah, the punchlines are too long. <laughs> oh, my God. Punch. I love it. That's why uh, the phrase drink. That's where the phrase drink the Kool-Aid comes from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that uh, the American biological warfare specialist started AIDS. Uh, that a congressman, they talked us in the 70s that this congressman was gay and a member of a gay club. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like mean girls starting all sorts of shit. Yeah. About the CIA. So imagine that old tactic. but And you have to like go to journalists and reach out and try to do it that way. But now they have the Internet. So all of your conspiracy theories against the government probably come from them. Um, so that's it's just insane. And yeah. by, by 2014, the Russians had penetrated our State Department and even the White House. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, basically, that's amazing that she was talking to any informants from the U.S., because otherwise, who knows how long it would have taken for us to get a more detailed account of what was going on. Seriously. Fun fact, what they were doing in the Soviet era, was uh, the equivalent of this, what you were talking about, saying that the CIA assassinated John F. Kennedy, uh, they, they called those active measures, quote unquote. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I was just saying yeah. that. That's oh, the active, oh, oh. That's the active <laughs> measures. <bad>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got this circled. I'm ready. That's I'm the old, tell everyone I what totally it's called. your punchline. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It was uh, just a way to, to wrap up everything. But really yeah. quick. Going back to what you were saying about the assassinations, it's mm-hmm. not its not so much to, if you want to indulge in conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. you don't have to stop. It's not like it was only Russia, but they yeah. were definitely a saying that that's what it was. Yeah. So if you have a good time around the fire and family memories talking about the conspiracy <laughs> theories of the CIA Absolutely. killing John F. Kennedy, no, you, know you what? don't have to let Russia ruin it, I no, guess. No, you know what? Lone gunman. <laughs> yeah it was one dude i saw it on mythbusters i'm convinced they convinced me i I'm, believe i'm you. convinced believe as well you. it's just easier jfk to... well i think about mlk is that's the one that really like do you think yeah but there it... was i don't think the cia had anything to do with that no no i don't think so mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. i can see why people have criticisms that mlk was more of a, a sympathizer to the the status quo Oh. But I don't think they killed him. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have been a pretty interesting time. You guys, the people, who crazy. Think, people who think that the government, like, ha- like are, are, control these crazy conspiracy theories, I have to, I promise you, I work there. We yeah. can't get a filing system together. <laughs> it's yeah. not. So no Illuminati? We just got Windows 7. So hey, it's good like, for you guys. When I first walked into my office two years ago, there was a Windows 95 for dummies book on my desk and a micro, Microsoft word processor. So <laughs> let's not pretend that we are sophisticated enough to even talk to each other, talk to agencies. We had to develop an agency just so the agencies could talk to each other. <laughs> Good point. The Very bureaucracy point. is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's it's huge. We're not. I am not trying to say that the FBI, the CIA, and everyone—they're all a bunch of stupid people. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that 
we're too busy dealing with attacks and thwarting mm-hmm. attacks than to go out and do these weird things yeah. and to make your life interesting. Exactly. Like yeah. we, we don't have aliens. It's, no there's aliens. There's no aliens. I'm sorry. I was raised on aliens. I know. I was gonna. Were you really? Yeah. My parents love aliens. I love aliens too. My dad actually worked in the Air Force, and he said they'll be here one day. Don't oh. be afraid. If they could come now and selectively <sighs> take people, that yes. would be that to be a better place. Or they to can take me. I was thinking more of the bad people. Yeah, they could oh, just take away. I don't want to yeah. go if Trump's going. If it's awesome, I want to <laughs> go. You're not a bad if person. It's bad, <laughs> I want to stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I also? Sorry, this one last thing that I thought was really crazy yeah, that yeah, I didn't know that I learned in this chapter was. There was an attack that happened on the White House networks that started in the State Department and then spread and spread and spread until mm-hmm. it got into declassified networks in the White House. But cl- like White House networks, nonetheless, they were able to hack into Obama's personal schedule, for example. Whoa. So Russia did a cyber attack that was so powerful that they had to shut down. They literally had to shut down the whole White House network no. and start and start from scratch in some ways and so people that were white house members they weren't able to access this the same shared drives anymore that they used to be able to for example they lost information they lost emails they had to literally just like stop yeah because because russia russia literally shut them down in that way and then obama decided to not retaliate against that specific act because Mm -hmm. he said well they got too much going on yeah. yeah, we have other priorities that we want to, you know, prioritize our allyship with them. But also, they went for declassified servers, and they didn't publicly release any of the information that they got. So yeah, he I let them excuses. off super easy. <laughs> yeah, he let them off so easy. There's another one that that was an indication that we just kind of mm-hmm. let go. So anyway, God, thank you. That's chapter four, yeah, and yeah, I love sure. that chapter. Yeah, it was that really woman good. just makes my heart like melt for these Russian yeah, trolls. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. I have enjoyed this book so much. I really recommend you guys pick it up. Um, I'm loving reading it. So anyway, uh, this is Muller, she wrote. Join us next time for the next installment of Russian Roulette, the book report, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a diorama. I like <laughs> it, yeah. That would be the scariest diorama ever. Yeah, <laughs> There'd be poisonings and all sorts of polo- <laughs> like tea party, yeah. like little Russian tea party. Oh, tea party. We could have Rick Perry dancing. Ooh. I don't even know. Very nice. I don't know. It's creepy dolls. Yeah, <laughs> definitely scary. Anyway, I'm A.G. I'm Jaleesa Johnson. I'm Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller, she wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and mixing by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber manager is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our web design and creative is by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Season four of How We Win is here. For the past four years, we've been making history in critical elections all over the country. And last year, we made history again by expanding our majority in the Senate, beating election-denying Republicans in crucial state house races, and fighting back a non-existent red wave. But the MAGA Republicans who plotted and pardoned the attempted overthrow of our government now control the House. 
thanks to gerrymandered maps and repressive anti-voter laws. And the chaotic spectacle we've already seen shows us just how far they will go to seize power, dismantle our government, and take away our freedoms. So the official podcast of The Persistence is back with season four. There's so much more important work ahead of us to fight for equity, justice, and our very democracy itself. We'll take you behind the lines and inside the rooms where it happens with strategy and inspiration from progressive changemakers all over the country. And we'll dig deep into the weekly news that matters most and what you can do about it with messaging and communications expert, co-founder of Way to Win, and our new co-host, Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. So join Steve and I every Wednesday for your weekly dose of inspiration, action, and hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And And this this is is How We Win. Win. M.S.W. Media.